You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One, two, three, four. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. Thank you for letting us be a part of your Saturday morning. Good morning, Georgia! Morning. The hell was that? Burr. Oh, 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 that was you being cold. Burr. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it is January. You check the date. You check the calendar. It's January. I around here January. We don't always get it this, man. It is January. I realize that. And we, we are. Also, we also in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, okay. They got some snow a little north of us here. Yo, yeah. This is, when, it, when it's like this, you can say, Canada's reminding us that y'all don't just keep being nice to us. Otherwise, we'll give you our weather. <laughs> this is this is them being mad at us. You know what, though? It came down early this week um, north of here. Like, I know friends up in, like, the Nashville area, they got blankets. I saw that. I saw you know, that. We didn't get a flake. I didn't, see, I, I didn't see a flurry. Some people said they saw some around here floating around. Maybe I, I didn't see anything. But, uh, yeah, it was that close. We, but, but we've gotten the cold. Well, let me just let me make you feel a little bit better about yourself about dealing with this cold. You know, I was gone last week. Yeah. Went down to see Pops. Yeah. And I was in Sarasota, Venice area, and brought clothes with me to wear. Florida clothes. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, now. No, did not. It was cold <laughs> down there. So they are dealing with that down there, too. So every Mother Nature does not care about region, state lines, none of that. And so, yeah, they're dealing with the cold weather down there, too. Anyway, well, I, listen, uh, we just gave our good mornings, right? Yeah, we did. And a good morning and hope that you folks are staying warm in Carrollton. In Carrollton. Yeah. Ah, you know, the, the alma mater, hope everything is well down that way, right, y'all. you know, down in Carrollton. So shout out everybody down, <sighs> uh, down that 20. Yeah. Two things yeah. I want to I uh, say yeah. about uh, just this past week and what we're dealing with right now. One is uh, you win. I give up. You, you win. One of the things that if you've listened to me and Sam over the years, that there, there's just two things food-wise that we regularly talk about. One is cold pumpkin pie. Yeah. And the other is Mr. Crenshaw trying to point me toward the virtues of Bucky's yeah. on my drive back up. And I pushed it away for the longest time because I'm not a big brisket person. I mean, I don't dislike it. I just, you know, and plus, every time I go by that place, it looks like Fourth of July at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find a parking spot, I, I ain't got time for all that. So, 
couple visit a couple trips ago I I went and hadn't been for a while and then the one after that I went again <sighs> you win you got me hooked cuz now this last visit yeah. I was I was timing things in my gas stops so I would Whoa. be able to go to Bucky's. Wow. So yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah, uh, you you have swayed me to the virtues <laughs> of them sandwiches, man. Because see, the best part about this is I put them in the car. I don't eat them. I'm bringing them home because I know I got dinner. I'm not eating the whole thing with the bread and everything. I'm taking right. the meat yeah, off. Yeah, I'm taking the meat off. Put off of different things. Yeah. And I know it drives Jesse crazy because she got to smell. She got to smell that like, hey. in the backpack, right? <laughs> but a uh, couple sandwiches, you know, a couple little things, you know, you know, you bring back some some kind of nut. Yep, thing I've yep, got. Yep. Um, some of the freeze-dried meat with the cheeses, all that. Got that for Tracy. So you win. No, so, man. I said win. There you go. Yeah, you, no, you got me now. I'm going to look for it every time. Did you go to the bathroom? Well, that's a little personal. No, it? but I'm saying that you go to the bathroom because <laughs> they're clean. Uh, well, yeah, they're, they're clean. But There's they're, a billion of them, and they're, they're <laughs> clean. That you know, I, I'm just saying that's the, thing that, that's the other thing that makes it popular. The gas prices are nice, the brisket, everything. But you can go to clean, clean restrooms. That says something about all the other places up and down the interstate. It's making them do better. Well, it's you making would, them you, do better. Hang on a second. You would think you go to some of them. I mean, if you go south, I know I just went, you know, recently to, to go south on seventy five, and you see a billboard: "Stop this exit." And how many? We got twenty eight clean restaurants. Oh, so they're making a point of saying that yes, we got clean bathrooms. We got that, that. First of all, we have a lot of them. Okay. We're not coming in for that usually one hole or two hole. We we got we got a bunch <laughs> of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's the thing. You go to a lot of you, how many? Well, you you stop. On I get what you're saying. They, they, they don't accommodate the, a lot of people. And you got the only two. And and they got a science experiment going on in them things because they ain't cleaned them in a week. So that's Bucky's has changed that. They put pressure on these other folk. Clean your restroom. And if they clean them, it's usually the ladies first. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, yeah, that's that's the problem. You know, yeah. but, but I mean, at Bucky's they clean all of them. Everything they all clean. Well, and they have that artwork going into them. You work and they got like art. You know, I never thought about that, but you you do walk down a little hallway of of some artwork. <laughs> I never even thought about that. You're <laughs> they, right. They think of everything. Man, man, that's right. They think of everything, dude. It's like a page from Jerry Jones. You don't think you're gonna get artwork and you walk into Jerry's world, but yeah, he's got but, some of the top pieces of art. There you there go. Is. There you go. Well, I wanted to mention <laughs> Bucky's. Congratulations, you have sold me on that. It is now part of my journey. The other thing is, I want. Remember a couple of years ago, one of my trips, I went home to Chicago and I came back. But I told you about what happened when we got up there, and it was snowing and it was cold, and I was really enjoying it because I hadn't been in that for the longest time. And the slush kicks up on your car, and you start your windshield wipers yeah. and knock it off, and you, 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 you know. Yeah, you put your windshield wiper fluid on there. And I discovered that this car that I bought in Georgia and the windshield oh, yeah. wiper fluid that's yeah. inside it yeah. is different. Right. It is it is for the southern region. It is not made for north of the Mason-Dixon line. Oh, and when yeah. I got up there and I put that spray on my windshield to clean off the slush and the ice that was already there, it froze. Yeah. So I'm just saying to you that are listening right now, once we have these below temperatures right now, seri- yeah. I'm being serious about oh, yeah. this. If you go to clean whatever gook gets on your windshield from the car in front of you, pray that your windshield wiper fluid does not freeze on, you know, because it's going to make it hard for you to drive. Yeah. But it was one of those things I discovered the hard way. I literally had to go buy, try to empty out the stuff that was in there that wasn't froze, by the way. Yeah. So... 
Just a little tip. Well, the tip today is also just check your fluids. Check your fluid in, in, and, in your vehicle anyway, and your and your tire pressure. Yes. Uh, so those oh, dude, I got in the had. car when I was getting ready to leave, and it said tire pressure. Yeah. That, that, and I just made me cringe. Yeah. When I was down there, but it was the cold weather that made mm-hmm. it adjust a little bit, and I checked it and and called my buddies. I called the VP and and uh, Junior and Sarah over there at uh, Curry Honda, and they said, "Don't worry about it. Just you know, check, make sure they're all leaving, and you'll be okay." So. Yeah. Made yeah. it back here. God yeah. bless him. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. We got this short show again. We got all kind of stuff, but we got we got a, we, all of a sudden we got a basketball team on a winning streak. That's because they heard you fussing at them last week. Well, well all that, of that, us actually. Just, everybody's been fussing <laughs> at, at all. What's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? No Trey Young last night, and they went down in Miami, one hundred nine to one hundred eight on a night where they honored Adonis Haslam. I think you know had a big celebration for him and whatnot, and they still um, went out and did it. Jadante Murray with all the. Possible trade rumors floating around out there. He's he's uh, come up big the last couple of games. Game-winning shot this week uh, and at the buzzer. Had 22 points uh, last night. And when they got a back-to-back, they, they hopefully they will see Trey Young back tonight for the game that uh, that, that we will have, right? We have, we, we got we got that, plus we got plus we, we got, got Hawks and we got Cleveland. Yeah. We got that game, 7 o'clock. Well, 7 pregame, mm-hmm. 7.30 tip. We also got uh, divisional action here. So football is going to be over in our cousin station, W-A-O-K. Okay. So the pregame at 4 o'clock, kick at 4.30, and then the second game followed by that. But Hope the Hawks get another yeah. win. Crowd come out and uh, get behind them. Let's see if they can equal their longest win streak of the season, which would be four straight games. And, you know, that that's better because they're getting ready to head out west. Yeah, well, let's talk, we'll talk more NBA. We'll talk more Hawks. Michael Lee is going to join us. Coming up to eight o'clock hour, we got a pack. We got, like I said, in this short amount of time, we got a lot of stuff. We got a special guest coming up top of the hour. Yeah. We got our buddy Gil Tyree, who's in Philly. Boy, I, I can't wait to hear <laughs> from yeah, him. Get Gil can't there. wait to hear from him today about what have, what people are saying and fill it up in Philadelphia this week. Right? So we're going to talk about that. Give you uh, when we come back here, we'll give you our story of the week. But I do want to say something, and I didn't think about it, but you know, this is who you are. Sam brought up something before we came on, and we're going to spend a little bit time. Uh, later on in the show, talking about Sports Illustrated yeah, and what it has meant to the journalistic world, but those of us who follow sports. yeah, And, it's I mean, we came up with it. You know, you know what I mean? That's, wow. So, there were some it? changes at Sports Illustrated, so Sam and I are going to talk about that coming up later on in the show. We are just getting started on this, uh, well, inaugural Saturday. This January 20th is when we inaugurate presidents. This is the first <laughs> See, it took you a second. I know it's not election year yeah. yet, but that'll be later on. But this was the day. The first presidential inauguration was held on January 20th. Yeah. It used to be on March 4th. That's right. They changed it. A whole late. lot warmer. They, that's right. They did. Well, they waited until after the that's, final four. That's the thing I always know about presidential inauguration. It's always freezing. Well, they wanted to show that they were strengthful here. I guess they walk up always... and down Pennsylvania Avenue without a coat on, oh, and we gosh, look man. we look it's strong. So, they look cold. That's what the message they were trying they to say. Well, anyway, cold. they changed it in 1937. <laughs> so there you go. Yep. Anyway, we're going to get uh, come back here talk about today's NFL matchup, and like I said, our story of the week. And it's good to see you, man. Missed y'all this week. Want to thank Jason Longshore for sitting in yep. uh, on Monday for us. Yep. And, we're going to hear from Noelle, too, who's on the other side of the glass. Yes, she something. is. Yeah. Yes, she is. And uh, I'm just going to put this out there right now. We need a bookie. We need a bookie. 404-726-0929. We need a bookie or somebody who claims to be one or have the knowledge of a bookie because we got to talk about some of these matchups and the, uh, oh, where we should throw our rent money. 
<laughs> we're curious you going to do that? that? Yeah. So, right. Sam I'm and Greg. do that. <laughs> Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Radio 929 The Game, 929 The Game.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, January 20th. And it's nice to be back on Saturdays, ain't it? it Hang on a second. We used to play this song all the time. Anyway, um, Noelle's on the other side of the glass. We're going to hear yeah. from her in a minute, Mr. Crenshaw. And everybody, just thank you, thank you, thank you. As I said, it's nice having our Saturdays back. You guys letting us be a part of your Saturday and Sunday mornings. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Now, here's the deal with tomorrow. We're on, is it 7 to 11 or 6 to 10? I think it's 7 to 11, right? Is that this week, Noel, or is it next week? This is a four-hour show. I know that. Is it 6? We're on at 6. All right. So we'll be on 6 to 10 tomorrow. But basically, we got our four hours back. As soon as the NFL has exited stage left, our Saturdays will be, you know, back to four hours. So anyway, I took off here last week, and I was ready to puff my chest out about what I said during our last show last Sunday, Sam, about the playoff games, and no, but not many people were ready to step out and say that the uh, Packers were going to beat the Cowboys. But I did say, and this also, I preface that with this is coming out of the mouth of a Bears fan, that it'd be so good to see the Packers take it to Green to take it to the Cowboys, to see Jordan Love do that. But I didn't call it. I walked up to the line, and, and I didn't <laughs> place the bet. Uh... But I felt pretty good about how it turned out. But there was that this week, and then while I'm down there in Sarasota, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, anytime anything Atlanta makes the national news, you know, my ears perk up, and so I'm seeing, you know, Arthur Blank all over the TV, and of course Belichick, and the speculation about where he's going to go, and so while I'm gone, what was I didn't catch all of it, so you guys come in here and give me what, you know, I know what happened, but what's been said here locally about Belichick. If you can give me an overall view at this point now that there's been day and he's coming back. He's already back. Oh, he's back. I mean, well, okay. He's yeah, been he's I, I, a couple I, I, times. He came, came back came back yesterday. I don't know if he's still here, but I he came back yesterday. And so it's it's for a second interview. And when everyone heard about the second interview, everybody's like, Woo, he must be the guy. Um, you know, and be sure to to um to be interested enough to have a second meeting for him him to see something that he likes. Right here in Atlanta, to have a second meeting also says a lot as well, and so um, you know that was a big thing. I mean, we have a host of candidates, but he's the one that's drawn a lot of attention. Uh, Harbaugh came through as well, and I think he's due for a second interview. And so you know, we we've had some, but by far, uh, the idea of um, you know Belichick seems to be the thing that has drawn a lot of attention. The other detractors is the people saying, well, he's too old, he's too that and too that. People say he's just chasing Don Shula, he's chasing That's me, I'm in that lane. I'm in that lane, too. You know, well, here's the thing, here's the thing. For those of you who weren't here, Lenny Wilkins. I'm glad you brought that up, go ahead. Comes to coach the Hawks, and, you know, 
you mention his name, a whole lot of people give you the screw face look because of what happened with Dominique. Dominique. Right? I mean, season ticket holders ripped up their tickets. But he, he passed Red Arbach. He lit up the cigar. Yeah. You know, here in Atlanta. Yeah. And so that's what, to me, that's kind of what we're looking at. But you got to remind people about that, though, because it's been so many years and, and, and nobody's and, taken. And, and, and there was no championship, but the team did win. Yeah, you know, they that's won. the thing that Lenny Wilkins will always tell you. But we, we, we win 50 games. We win 50 games. It was a good place to go read a book. You're right there. Right. It, it wasn't exciting, thrilling, scintillating but basketball, but they won 50 games. And I'm just saying this is the same thing we're looking at. It don't mean he's going to come in and win a championship, but they are going to win. We're going to win. He's well, you're, to, you're, you're, you're assuming some things. No, he's, he, he, I don't he, know that he's going to win. They're going to win. I'm not saying they're going to win a championship, yeah. but if he comes here, they're going to win. First of all, because we're going to attract a quarterback. And that, and you that think so, huh? That's, that's where we're going. There's one on record that's saying he wouldn't mind. You know, well, let's hear from this guy. You know him from up in Minnesota. <laughs> How do you like me now or whatever that phrase is? Let's hear from Kurt Cousins. Yeah, great respect for him as a coach, like everyone else in pro football. I mean, if you go to that many Super Bowls, win that many Super Bowls, go to that many conference championship games, have the defensive production that he's had for years and years, it says it all. I'm not going to turn down an opportunity to play with a you know future Hall of Fame coach, but uh, we'll have to see where March leads. It's just a lot of unknowns right now. All right, that's Kurt Cousins on Belichick uh, returning wherever wherever he lands. If it is here in Atlanta, I guess he wants to play with him here. But again, uh, this is you got people who would clamor to have the guy who just won the national championship more than this guy who's got a handful of rings, meaning Belichick. Right now, yeah. right now, not overall, yeah. but right now, the fact that we're having this discussion about Belichick says a lot, don't you think? This, this, this eliminates the, the, the conversation about who's responsible for those rings. I realize it's a combination of both him and Brady, but we saw what Brady did once he left. That, that road has already been paved. I'm just, I'm just thinking that if the 15, 16 wins that he's trying to get to get past Shula is the objective. And from a business standpoint, as you said, that'll attract the quarterback. I guarantee you it's going to put some more people in the stands or the interest in the Atlanta Falcons is going to be heightened because he's there. I get all that. And and we have the ultimate businessman as the owner, correct? Yep. So he would understand that too. I, 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 I'm just, you know, I'm not feeling great about this. And we shouldn't have that feeling when you talk about Bill Belichick, right? But he's, this is Bill Parcells at the end. This is a lot of these great coaches at the end. Sometimes they stay at the dance a little bit too long and for we, the wrong we, we, reasons. We know, we know this is going to be three years tops. And, 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 and here's the thing. Bring in the heir apparent to be beside him, and when he leaves, turn over the headset. Why is that so hard to do? Well, you're going to, again, that's an assumption that you think he's going to have that dude right next to him. He couldn't have that dude in New England. Well, he, he didn't know how long he was going to stay. He know he ain't staying here long. He's not. He's not. And by the he's way, not, he's not going to be long term. All right. Well, then, let's, let's, let's just say that. Then let's talk about that for a second. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick disciples haven't fared that well in the NFL. Okay. And that Belichick way, it better be different here with the they, Falcons. But they weren't stepping in for him in the place where he was. We got one up there in New England now. Let's see how he does. But he's the person who's going to step in after he helps to establish a culture of winning, a certain way of doing it. He establishes that. He gets the Shula record, and this guy takes the headset. Noel, what you thinking? To your point, I, I, I see three years max, yeah. and if 
I am scared of a situation where you have a, a Josh McDaniels or, or Matt Patricia behind him and three years max and we turn it over and, and it's a mess. Where, where we had the chance to 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 hire a younger quarterback in maybe a Harbaugh or maybe somebody else like a Raheem Morris or something, that we can get that long-term coaching tenure. Because the longest coach that's been here under the the, uh, the blank ownership was Smith. Yeah. And what was that, five, six years? Like, we haven't had anybody really go the distance as a, as a, as a head coach. And turning around and passing the reins to Belichick for three years tops. I mean, he can achieve his goal honestly with two seven and ten two seven and ten seasons, and that continues the same train we've been on. He continue, he gets his goal accomplished and then rides off into the sunset, and we're left in the same situation. Like I don't, I feel like there's too much, there's too many question marks with Bill Belichick right now. That's our executive producer, Noel. Go ahead, preach, girl. Tell you what, let's let's. Well, I'm, you you got my feeling on this, and yeah. there's no point in dissecting that. But I tell you what, let's hear from a guy who you believe is going to have the first statue outside of Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Matt Ryan. Bill Belichick, you just heard Jonathan Jones. Is he a fit, the right fit for Arthur Blank in the Atlanta Falcons? Well, here's the thing. There's a lot of baggage that comes with that because of what happened in the Super Bowl. Right? Yes, and okay. so it, it, it's an awkward thing, but. If you look at the organization, like Jonathan said, an owner that is getting older and is anxious to win right now, and you look at their roster, we had them twice this year, they're built to win now. They really are. The defense plays good football. They've got an excellent offensive line, good skill positions, but they got to figure out the quarterback. I think Bill Belichick's makes sense if they get a veteran guy. I think if you're drafting young, I think you go with a younger coach, somebody that's going to be there longer. But if you're going to take a veteran guy, I think he makes sense in Atlanta. Quick. All right, uh, listen, I, Sam, and to our audience, we apologize. I realize this has been talked ad nauseum throughout the course of the week, but this is our first shot at it. Well, so. We're, we're going to continue to do it yeah. because, um, you know, he's come back for his uh, second visit um, and uh, because of the candidates that have come in. So this is the conversation. Sure, we got games coming up, but um, what better way to upstage, I don't say upstage the games, but to make our announcement while these games are happening. Well, we, it's been reported that Mike uh, Drabel is coming back yes. on Tuesday. Which once, will, again, once again, an established coach, not a coordinator, not somebody who's been a coordinator somewhere, and that's what we always have brought. That's what Arthur Blank has always hired, the hot coordinator. Mm, well, here's, here's someone who's been a head coach. Harbaugh has been a head coach. <laughs> Belichick has been a head coach. No, I, listen, I get what you're saying. You're, leaving right? a, you're, you're bearing the lead, though, Drabel being a Belichick disciple. So that's what I'm saying. Yep. It, it seems to be some sort of pattern falling. But I just got back here, so I'm going to take a step back, and I'm going to watch this play out. In the meantime, we are just getting started, moving into the 8 o'clock hour. we got a special guest coming up. Special guest. I mean, they got a big, big high school basketball event taking place at a Milton High School today, and we're going to be joined by Coach Alan Whitehart, the Milton Eagles. Boy, they got some of the top boys and girls teams in the state going to be out there. That's coming up next uh, as we head for the 8 o'clock hour. Oh, I thought you were going. To, you were going to bring, I'll, take I'll us out there. Right. You did such a great job on Monday. I just you down that. You were getting down that rabbit hole. I was just going to shut up. Okay, well, as we head for the eight o'clock hour, Sam and Greg on a frigid Saturday morning. Yeah. No sports Radio ninety two nine The Game at ninety two nine The Game dot com. Layer up. Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. It's Sam and Greg 
on this 20th day of January. It's a Saturday morning. Good morning, Georgia! Morning. And good morning to you fine folks in Sugar Hill. On Sugar Hill. Be warm. Layer yeah. yourself up there on Sugar Hill. Absolutely. You got no Absolutely. big buildings up there. Well, you got some nice buildings. Got but you got no nice buildings. big buildings because that wind got, is going... Nice park, nice amphitheater, but they, they're not got far from the Got some studios up there, too. They use them, too. They're not far from the lake, though, boy. Ooh, yeah. You know, you get, get the hawk. Coming off that water, yeah. coming off the lake this morning up that way, though. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Like you said, that's great. Music coming in. You ever see Rick James? Um, No. I, I was trying to think about I was at an event once. He was there, but I never saw him. Yeah. But I never went to a concert of his. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't I saw get a him. chance to. I saw him kind of. Kind of? What do you mean kind of? Was it an impersonator? No, I saw it because it was in the Omni back in the day, and there allowed people to smoke in there. And, and, then, and Rick James came out, and all of a sudden, you, you're looking through this cloud. So you're talking <laughs> cigarettes, right? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, they wouldn't let you. They wouldn't let you smoke that in the Omni. <laughs> you and I have drug drug connections with with a couple bands. Mine's yeah. Ohio Players, and it wasn't nothing smoking. Okay. Okay. It, it, but it did look like one of those drifts that you see up in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> one yeah, of those snow drifts. And it was amazing. Around, and that was in Peoria, Illinois. Peoria. Yep. You have to say it right. You have to say it like Richard Price. Well, that's why I didn't do that because everybody his, does that's that. That's his hometown. Peoria, Illinois. I, spent I was many, born. I, listen, second chance. I spent <laughs> We've got a hill today. <laughs> It's nice being back, man. I missed you last week. Yeah, I missed Pryor. you last week. <laughs> Mike, Michael Lee will be joining us to talk all things Atlanta Hawks and yeah. basketball. Got some business things going on within the sports world. Maybe get a chance to talk to him about that. I uh, got a casting call. I'm going to point you toward the last day of the last last week's casting call. Still relevant uh, information on there. I'll have a fresh one for you tomorrow. Going to uh, bring Noella in here, too, and see what's going on in her mind. But, Ms. Crenshaw, we got ourselves a special. No, really, this is where your local segment hits, and this but is big in local. a way you are talking is, local. Man, this is big local because we got a big event happening. Nike Elite event is taking place today out at Milton High School. And, man, we're pleased to be joined by the coach because he got a busy day. He's hosting this, and he got mm-hmm. some of the top folks, you know, in the state, in the area that are coming out to play in this event today. And Coach Allen Whitehart, Joins us now. Coach, good morning. Morning, welcome, Coach. Welcome to Sports Radio hey. 929 The Game. Good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? So far, so good. Hope you're staying warm up there. I'm trying. I'm trying. It'll <laughs> probably get a little colder as I get outside, but I'm going to stay in as much as I can. <laughs> Coach, so that's about this, this event. And, um, of course, in the last couple of weeks, of course, over the holidays, I always tell people if you miss high school basketball during the holidays and, you know, the first couple of weeks of January, the King Holiday Weekend, you missed some of the best basketball of the season. Yeah, I think most coaches are just trying to find matchups outside of their region, um, just trying to match up against good opponents, see how good they are, and, and sometimes, unfortunately, how bad you are. Um, so you're just trying to figure out um, what you're working with as you go into the playoff push. And also that, and also you get into your region play. Thoughts about the event you have coming up at, at your place today, because uh, this very it's a very select group that's going to be out there, and that people can come out and see. Well, you know, all the all the all the teams in this event are Nike Elite teams, so Nike's really really good to us. Um, we're fortunate to have them as to be a part of that Nike Elite program, and you know they they give us so much. So um, as we were we myself. Larry Thompson, Jesse McMillan, um, Charmin White, we all got together and put our heads together. And I said, hey, man, 
why don't we do something we all play each year? Last year it was at Pace Academy. This year it's at Milton. It'll move to another side of one of those schools next year. But they give us so much and are so good to us, Nike is. We take the proceeds and whatever school is hosting, we give it to whatever charity um, that school deems appropriate. And, and this year it'll be refused to do nothing. They give fresh water in Africa. They give um, you know blankets and all the essentials for babies at Northside. They do a bunch of different things, the, the charity we're using. So we're blessed um, to be able to do that in the name of Nike, but more importantly, to bring really good coaches and really good athletes together to highlight high school basketball in Georgia. Coach, for those who don't know, I being one of them, how does a team become a Nike elite team? <laughs> well, I think it begins with um, running the right kind of program and um, being successful. Success has something to do with it. Um, you know, and I really don't know if there's an application process. I think it's kind of. So you're um, chosen the, or is it just one of those? I, I'm, I mean, forgive me, but when you said it, it was, it sounds like something that you, you know, as you said, you win, you get to a certain level as far as wins or, or is yeah, it just something and, that Nike and you're acknowledges? Chosen, okay. And it's something Nike acknowledges and you're chosen. You don't apply for it. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's an unbelievable honor to be a part of the, the Nike family, right. but you know, it's not one of those things that just bestowed upon everyone. Gotcha. It's like being a you know all McDonald's All American or something like that. You know, you, you get chosen. Hey, you're doing something special out there. So, we, <laughs> congratulations on that. Um, I mean, listen, th- this layout here. How long has this event been going on? So we started it last year. Um, this will be the second year, and I mean, last year at Pace it was unbelievable. Had great games. Had unbelievable crowds. Um, you know, and, and then today, I think you. I mean, you've got you've got some really good matchups. You've got Norcross and McEachern. You've got um, Milton McKe- uh, Milton McEachern, Norcross Wheeler, and then you've got on the boys' side, you've got Pebblebrook. Um, I'm blanking here. You've, you've got, got Pebblebrook, Norcross girls. That yeah. kid just started at one thirty. Yeah. yeah, and then you've got um, my former assistant. They're not Nike Elite, but we needed um, Jam Azar at um, Hebron who's an unbelievable coach. Her team just couldn't play in it this year. She is a Nike Elite program. Mm-hmm. So we filled in with Grayson, who my former assistant, Tim Slater, um, is the, the head girls coach there. And we didn't know it at the time, but now they're ranked top ten in the country, so I look yeah. pretty smart at the time. <laughs> uh, take credit for that, Coach. There you go. <laughs> I didn't know they would be that good at the time, but we'll take it. And then, you know, the, the unbelievable athletes. I mean, I guess it, you know, the, the, probably the, the, the player everybody knows about is Ace Bailey. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, he's one of the best uh, pro prospects. You know, I don't want to put any pressure on that young man. You know, he's got plenty of time. But, I mean, if you've watched him play, he's phenomenal talent. He's going to be one of the next big names to come out of the Atlanta or the Georgia, out of Georgia. So I think it's um, really unique that we're able to bring all these people together. And then the coaches. I mean, you know, Charmin, Larry, um, Jesse. I mean, it's Phyllis. I mean, it's unbelievable coaches as well. So we're just blessed. Um, I'm fortunate that it's at Milton this year and grateful to be able to be involved with this group of um, individuals and these teams. Milton head coach Alan Whitehart joining Sam and Greg Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Well, you know, I had one other question I was going to ask you, but then you brought up the coaches, and we always like to give – when we have a head coach come on, take a second and talk about your coaching staff that helps you achieve what you've done so far this year. Well, I mean, I, I you know, I'm former Marine, so for me, good lieutenants make a good general. Um, my I'm going to steal that one. Ryan, we like that. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, 
I'm selective on how I select my staffs, but Ryan Cadell, former head coach at Lovett and at North Springs, um, he's my logistics guy. He makes everything happen. Everything behind the scenes, he and I sit down, whether it's travel, whether it's scheduling, whether it's getting everything done for this event, it, it begins and ends with him. Um, and then my, my other staff members, Tristan Cooper, he's my right-hand man as far as X's and O's. And then I've got Juan Hughes and Connor Austin. They're the guys who run my lower programs but are also part of my staff. I mean, I have a great group, one of my better staffs that I've had, and I'm just blessed that they're um, able to take what I do or the visions I come up with and are able to run with them and make them um, happen. Yeah. What, what was that phrase? You said good lieutenants make a great general? Was that it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm stealing that. You were still that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just, you know, I mean, I, I'm more of the vision guy and mm-hmm. the CEO of our program, and those guys, along with all the parent volunteers and the booster club, they're able to – They'll be in full effect today making this event go off. Um, and I'm just blessed to have those people that believe in what I believe in and are able to push my vision and create the things that we do at Milton High School. Folks are spending time on the waitforit.com outline with Coach Alan Whitehart, Milton High School. Have a big event going out there, Nike Elite event going on at the school today. Uh, great high school basketball. And, and, and Greg. Yes, sir. I, I'm, I'm, I'm over I, here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very proud of this man because I know him from another life. <laughs> when you say it like that, you've got me leaning into the radio. <laughs> I know it from another life. And, and where is that? Oh, man, my time working in North Carolina. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yo, man. Yo, the, those, go back to Tobacco Road. There's some nights at Trinity High School, and I'm telling you, they had a gym. And those guys would get you in that gym, and they would turn you every which way but loose. I, I saw them beat some teams in that place that were just incredible. And um, I don't know what you think about – the high school basketball in North Carolina compared to what you found here in the Metro Atlanta area. That's what area. I was going to ask him. Okay. Well, we'll, well that was well. Uh, here's coach. This is where I was going to go because I sit here with Mr. Crenshaw and he brings in all these people from the area that have a they have a deep connection with not just high school basketball but high school football. And I've been educated. And one of the things that I have learned about as far as football is its place nationally and how it's regarded. I want to take, uh, give you an opportunity to talk about, at least from your perspective, about how is Georgia high school basketball perceived nationally? Well, you know, I, I think um, over the last 10 years, I mean, we're as good as anybody. If you look at, um, if you come out of the, specifically in 7A, but not, not just 7A, there's great teams at every level. But if you look at the 7A gauntlet for, for the playoffs, um, you have some special teams. Most years you have teams ranked in the top 25 in the country. Grayson this year, um, we were in, we were in 2021. Last year it was Wheeler. The year before that, I think Pebblebrook was in there as well. McEachern that year they went undefeated with the Isaac Okoro and Sharif um, Cooper. So I, I think, I don't think we're being slighted at any point in the national, at the national level. I mean, whereas we, we compete. I mean, we played in Fort Lauderdale this year. We played in New Orleans. Um, Last year we were in Hawaii. This year, Sharman's team at Pace was in Hawaii. Larry was all over the place last year. McEachin just got back from Hoop Hall. I mean, I could go on and on, but I feel like we're as good as anybody. Um, our basketball here, if you follow it closely, you better pack your lunch if you're coming into Georgia from out of state to play basketball. Wow. Uh-oh. Said, hey, hey. Put that on a bumper sticker. Fair warning. Now, you guys have played more teams from out of state than in state, haven't you, so far? <laughs> Tell you what, it seems like it. <laughs> um, you know, we 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 like to go test ourselves against other people just to um, 
give give our kids a chance to see the culture. Like this year, we were in New Orleans. We were able to take them to the French Quarter. You know, we're trying to give kids a cultural experience where they can grow a little bit as well. So um, blessed to be able to give them those opportunities and blessed to be um, in the position to do it. Fantastic, fantastic. That's coming up today out at Milton High School. Great event that we've been watching and talking about uh, that they're having. Uh, Nike Elite event. I think it's going to be a great time. You want to get out and watch some great high school basketball in the area. Um, you know, your thoughts about that going forward and as you get into your region, uh, things you're looking to see w- with your team uh, coming from this and getting into into your region play. You know, we talked about it last night. It's building blocks. Um, you're, you're constantly um, trying to see where you are and where you need to go. Um, and throughout the process, it's always build, build, build. Um, and then, you know, I tell my team every year, it's like a roller coaster. You click, click, click. And as you get to the playoffs, you're at the top of the hill. And then you kind of got to have your momentum take you forward. And then you got to enjoy the ride at that point. And it's game by game. Win and, win and move on, lose and go home. Um, you know, we're very – talk about setting the table. We talk about you need, you need to be in position. You really want the one seat out of your region because it really allows you the opportunity to play at home, one, if you're comfortable playing at home, and two – it gives you lower seeds as you move through the uh, tournament. It gives you a better opportunity at advancing. All right, let's uh, let's let's ask Coach the important question right now. You ready? Because the man, he's a sports fan, right? Okay. Who does he think he should coach the Falcons? Come <laughs> <laughs> on, Coach. You've been following. I know you got you got to walk away from your job every once in a while, and it's right there in front of us. Uh, I'm assuming you're some kind of football fan, and. You're right here in town, and who would you like to see? Well, it could be a fan of certain coaches. He may see yeah. certain things that, you know. Give us his opinion, if you, ha- if you have one, one way or the other. Yeah, sure, sure, I can give you that. Well, t- to be a precursor to this, uh, I was a season ticket holder Vic's whole career. So I was blessed to be right there on the 45-yard line, third row. So I was blessed Ooh. with unbelievable seats. So I followed it. I didn't get tickets when they moved to the bins. They just became too expensive, to be honest with you. Um, but I will tell you, um, I think they should hire Nick Saban. <laughs> oh, see, 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 he see, came see. with a cave ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I know. In, in reality, I'll tell you, um, I, you know, I've heard Belichick and then I've heard Harbaugh. Um, I mean, how do you go against Belichick? I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I think Harbaugh is a phenomenal coach as well, but with Belichick, I mean, you've got proven. Um, you know, proven sustainability. One, but two, um, he's no nonsense, and you know he's got a little bit more control of the football operations. I think there needs to be a couple of adjustments in the roster. But hey, you know, like I tell people, I'm not I'm not in their practices. I'm not behind the scenes in their war room. Um, I have faith and hope that they can get it right this time and get a coach in here that can get us moving in the right direction. Because, I mean, when, when Atlanta Falcons sports, not just football, but sports, when they're winning, it, there's a buzz in Atlanta, and people don't understand it. But when the Braves are winning, when the, when the Hawks were winning a couple years ago, and when the Falcons are winning, it, it's a special sports town. And I'm hoping they get it right so we can get back to that buzz with the Falcons. Yeah, although Belichick would be a real kick in the head for the media because, you know, he, you know he, <laughs> he ain't a whole lot of fun, man. He, he, it'd be a real kick in the head. Having him, it'd almost be like hanging with Bobby Knight because no question is a good question, right? Well, be, well, it, yeah, and if you go, you know, he's kind of like Popovich in San Antonio with dry sense of humor, and yeah. sometimes you don't you don't get what you want as a 
um, if you're trying to get an interview or get a question answered. So I, t- I definitely get that. This is gold. Noah, you got to rack this. This this is what I'm talking about. When you get a guy who is a local, who's a local name here, yeah. he's he's a coach, but you know they all have opinions about the other sports going on. Oh, absolutely and, and he not. gives this. Uh, he, the guy just did a segment on a sports talk station, and nothing to do with his team or the event where we got him on for. <laughs> These guys love spreading their sports wings every once in a while. But absolutely. again, um, the Nike Elite team event is going on, the, the special event going on today, Milton High School. Uh, we run down the games. 130, 1.30 is the girls' game, Pebble Brook against Norcross. 3 o'clock, boys, Pace Academy against Pebble Brook. 4.30, girls, uh, will be a great game here, McEachin against uh, Grayson. 6 o'clock, boys, Norcross, Wheeler. And then, of course, the game that shuts everything down, the 8 o'clock game tonight, Milton against uh, McEachin boys. Just phenomenal games, or the phenomenal teams phenomenal coaches. It is the uh, Nike Elite event at Milton High School today. If you want to see some great action, you want to go out and check it out. Coach Alan Whitehart, great. Always great to uh, to spend some time with you. Look forward yes, to seeing you Yes, thank you, soon. Coach. Um, Sam, I'm going to let everybody from um, Trinity know um, I had the pleasure of interviewing with you this morning because anytime you came in our gym, it meant one of two things. We're playing really well. Or we're playing somebody really good. <laughs> <laughs> I do, you know what? I, I, and the game that sticks out to me is when you guys just took down Andrews. For people, you had to be from North Carolina to know. Okay. You know, Andrews had a really high team. They from down the road in High Point, and they came over there, and you guys just totally took the guys down. Um, just phenomenal times uh, in that gym at Trinity High School. So, you know, remember those times, and uh, always appreciate when they get a chance to see you here in town. So, look forward to seeing you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on, and thank you for covering this event. We are very grateful for your coverage. All right. All right. All right. Y'all, y'all got this, the secret North Carolina-Georgia handshake. Well, no, You man, go back with this young man, huh? Man, they, they, were, they were in one of those teams you did not want to come down to that gym. Did you? Now, he was a Marine, you said? Then he was a Marine. Yeah. We didn't thank yeah. him for that. Yeah. You know, we got to get him back on the phone and tell him. Him. Well, tell him we, we said thank you. Th- thank you for his service. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, all right, well, listen, we got another guest coming up next here. Going to switch, continue talking basketball. We're going to move up to the pro level. As uh, we are in on this Saturday morning, it is Sam and Greg, January 20th, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. <laughs> Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Sam and Greg, yep, we're back. It's a Saturday morning. And knowing that we do, you know, these return songs, usually there's something tied to it. When you hear this, you think I'm going to come on here and say, hey, it's Chipper Jones' birthday. Yeah, really. But it's not that case. Nope, nope, nope. That's his walk-up song. It is. You know why I played this today? Yep. Today is the um, date of one of those famous rock and roll stories. That may or may not be true. You know, there was, you know, there's the Mama Cass Elliot who, yeah. you know, supposedly yeah. died choking on a ham sandwich. ham sandwich. Well, today was the day that Ozzy Osbourne bit the head off a bat in concert yeah, in Des Moines, all, yeah, Iowa. We heard about that. Right. But there's, that's the famous story attached to it, but that may not be the truth. Now, he allegedly bit the head off of a bird, but it may not have been. A bat, and it may not have been in concert. 
Again, this is one of those that's taken on its own life. You know, there was there was a comment this happened actually happened in a record executive's office. What? Yeah, so he was making a point about him and his band and, you know, being kind of crazy. Uh, and to show it, he did whoa. that. Now, again, it depends on who you want to believe. Yikes. But either way, shout out to Ozzy. Yeah, really. <laughs> hope, hope he's doing well. Um, anyway, we got a special guest we're going to bring <laughs> on here. We haven't talked to Michael in a while. Uh, and we do have him. We do have them? All right, man. Well, you reached out to your uh, absolutely, your, man. Your, your journalistic colleague. Yes. And uh, do the honors. Absolutely. Always great to have this guy join us. It's been a minute since he's been on Telling you, man. Washington Post. Uh, Michael Lee joining us. Uh, welcome back. Sports Radio 929. Hey, thanks for having me. How you doing, man? Michael, good morning. I'm doing great. Yeah, good morning, fellas. I, you know, when you said the Washington Post, I'd forgotten something, and which leads me into a question kind of like what we had coach. We had him step out of his comfort zone and talk pro football from it, talk pro football and basketball. Michael, can I ask you a question about something that's going on in your region, but yet tied to what is going on in the NFL? You've been following what's going on with the coaching move, movement? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. My question is this of the names we've heard, Sam, Michael, Belichick, Harbaugh, so on and so forth. I have yet to hear Eric Bieniemy, and him sitting there in Washington. By the way, on a team where the is it still vacant that head coaching position? It is, yes. And not one peep have I heard of Eric Bieniemy's name. Well, but for the last I don't know five six years, he was the first name. He you was the hear. first name you heard. What is going on? If you can give us any idea of the temperature up there in Washington, how his he's been received, what he's thought of, any kind of Eric Bieniemy news, or what you think is the reason why his name hasn't been um, mentioned more? Well, um, the season didn't go well in, in in Washington, as you realize they're in a coaching search, and um, one of the issues that happened is that the players weren't ready for his style, his his personality. Um, was a bit of a jolt to that team, but it wasn't a positive jolt. You know, um, he's a very demanding coach. Um, he's very tough. Um, he will curse you out. He will call you out. He will do everything, but his main goal is to motivate you. And you will see that that just didn't work well with a losing team. With In Kansas City, it worked because those are great players, and they sort of needed that kind of goading from him to get going. Um, but his personality didn't mesh with the players. And so that's the reason why there hasn't been a large clamor. You didn't hear anybody saying, well, if we can't have Ron, we want Eric. I mean, that wasn't the case. Um, a lot of times uh, the style of a coach, um, if it doesn't mesh with the with the personal, personalities and the personnel that you have, um, there's no need to force it on the players. And I think that with this organization, they kind of just wanted to um, steer clear of um, of anything to do with the, pre, the, the regime that they just had. Um, and it's not really a fair situation for Eric Bieniemy, but he's been dealing with unfair situations, you know, like you said, for the last couple of years, considering the success the Kansas City Chiefs had and his role in that, uh, especially his role in helping them win the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, he's the one that called uh, the two plays that wound up resulting in touchdowns. Notice a glitch in the, in the Eagles defense, told Andy Reid, and they got two touchdowns out of it. And again, they won by three points. Um, but, you know, it, it, I think I think there was just a, a tough situation to go into, and it's, it's going to be tough for anybody uh, who's like on a last year their deal, um, leaving a place to go somewhere when you know there's not a lot of stability. Um, but it's a risk a lot of these coaches have to take. But I don't think he's any less of a coach. 
he's just in a bad situation with a bunch of players who don't know how to handle coaching, as you saw on their record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that says more about having Ron Rivera at the helm versus Andy Reid at the helm. Yeah, that, that, that's the other part. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, yep, exactly. That's it, folks. Hey, folks, we're spending time on the WaitForIt.com outline this morning with Michael Lee. He is social. Uh, you can find him at Mr. Michael Lee, at Mr. Michael Lee. There's so many areas I can go with this guy. Kansas City native of Florida and them, and why they won't hire, go, go ahead and hire a football coach down there. We're we, 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 we we not going to get into that. We're, we're in Atlanta, and we got this basketball team that's been underachieving. They got a three-game win streak right now. Uh, from your perspective, you know, and you've been here in Atlanta, you've covered this team uh, before at a distance, though. What do you see was happening with this Atlanta team, and, and what can be done to – to kind of get things back on track or, or have some consistency? Well, I mean, I think the one thing, there are two things. One is that their defense is just non-existent. Um, they are just a very poor defensive team. And, um, and you know, when you don't play defense, uh, you can't win games. Um, and that's evident all throughout. But their defense has really just been backsliding, you know, for, for years. And, um, you know, and then Quinn hasn't been able to fix it. And it's only gotten worse this year. Um, and also, the DeJounte Murray trade did not work out the way they had hoped. You know, they gave up a lot of picks um, with the hope of, you know, having this backcourt with him and Trey work out. And that just wasn't working out. And that's not working out. Even though he's had, you know, back-to-back game winners, and that's been impressive and exciting. Um, you can see that right now the push it feels like it's not just to help the Hawks win, but to help boost his, his trade stock, <laughs> you know, because they, the best way for them to move on from that experiment is possibly to trade DeJounte. Uh, Cause I don't think they want to trade Trey young right now. Um, even though I think that it's really on Trey um, because the team is, do, is doing everything it, it can to one, build the team around him that fits, but also trying to find the right coach that can push him in a way that he can be a better leader um, I think that that's that their, their failures have a lot to do with the fact that that Trey hasn't been the leader that they need him to be um, for this organization to 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 really you know take that next level. And um, you know I think I think that Nate McMillan was a great coach for them. I, I was disappointed with how how all that ended. Um, and now they got another good coach in Quinn Snyder, and they're they're they're, they're worse. Um, so I think when you look at this. See all these changes going around. You see, you're getting new players, you're getting new coaches, you're you're getting rid of John Collins. You're doing all these things to try to get the right pieces. But who? What's the piece that's been there consistently through the last couple of years? It's been Trey. So um, it's Trey. So it's, it's imperative on Trey. If the Hawks are going to turn around and they're committed to Trey, then he's got to commit to being a better leader. And right now, he hasn't displayed that, and that's why you see the team struggling. Michael Lee joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. All right, stay with me here, and I want to ask you kind of questions here. You agree that we're talking about a superstar in Trey Young, correct? Yes, and, I think he's really superbly talented, yeah. Yes, and the guy, when he came out of college, uh, attached to him was, was Doncic, who was also a superstar. Would you agree? Absolutely. My question is this to you, and, and, and maybe this helps me understand and others understand why we're kind of grappling with the the players around them aren't aren't who they you, you would like them to be. In other words, you have a superstar, but do you have the right kind of superstar? There are superstars that perform well themselves, but then there's those guys who elevate the teammates around them. Are we talking about two guys in Trey and the guy he came out with as superstars? One down in Dallas, one here, doing great things, but as you can see, since they've been in the league, they haven't 
brought their teammates up to their level or at least a level to the point where they're making the noise in the playoffs. Do you subscribe to that as far as having a superstar doesn't necessarily mean he's going to elevate the play of others around him? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think with, with uh, Luca, you can definitely say that, you know, he's had a number of different running mates, you know, Chris Porzingis, now he's got Kyrie Irving, um, but he was able to lead the team to the conference finals. Both of these guys have led their team to the conference finals, which is impressive for being very young. Um, the one thing I'll, I'll say, um, you know, I think they both have a lot of room to grow. You know, I so said they both have multiple coaches as well. Um, but I think that when it comes to Trey and, and I, I think the one thing we, we really got to appreciate more is it's very hard for a small guard to be your best player and for you to win in the NBA. I mean, it's been that way throughout history. A small guard is really going to be able to elevate a team because the game is built for size. It always has been. And if you, that's why you got to really have an appreciation for Steph Curry and what he was able to, has been able to do throughout his career and winning four championships and really being the heartbeat of that team and really just bringing that spirit, uh, that joy, um, and that energy to, to the organization for a many number of years. He's rare. He's one of one. And I know that a lot was made of, of Trey and, and Steph and the comparisons, and it was not not fair to Trey. You can't just say he's going to be like Steph, but I think there was a hope and an expectation that he could. But the thing is, no one can be Steph, and no one can be that that model of a citizen in terms of the energy that he provides, the joy that he brings to the locker room, the spirit that he brings. I always talk about the spirit of a, of a, of a great player. And if you look at teams that win, there's always a spirit on that team, either like a positive spirit, somebody who is like really uplifting them, not just from like motivational words or motivational speeches or anything, but just their energy level, their attitude, the way they come to work every day, um, their professional attitude, you know, and that that's contagious. And when you have a guy and you have spirit on your team, you know, you, you can always find it. Like, you, you go through the last couple champions, you'll find it. You, you know exactly why they won because they have a, a, a player whose spirit elevates the locker room. You know, the Nuggets won. Jokic, he, he, he brings a positive spirit, positive inner attitude to that to that team. Um, you know, um, you go with you know, Giannis when he when he led the Bucks. I mean, he's his attitude is really – what is one of the more underrated aspects of his success? Because you can see all the talent, you can see all the skill. Um, like I said, I mentioned Steph. You know, win that championship. You know, you just go down a list. If you have a guy on your team who's positive, who really uplifts everyone around them, then you're going to find that success. But it's just it's unique and it's hard to find, and that's why so many teams struggle. And it's not necessarily a knock. Trey is a great player. I mean, he's phenomenal. He's a great shooter. It's a, I mean, his best skill is probably his passing. I mean, he, he's, he's got all the talent in the world. But I think what the Hawks are lacking, too, is not just the fact that he's not that kind of leader. Is I don't know who their spirit guy is. I don't know who the guy is that uplifts the locker room and just brings that positive energy every day because you need that, especially over the course of 82-game season. You need somebody who's going to be consistent in terms of their approach and their, their attitude. And I, don't, I think that's what's lacking. And I think that's the one thing that, that's tough for a lot of these guys. Like, you can be a great player, but if you don't have that spirit with you, um, you got to find other ways to, to manufacture that around them, and uh, that that's the that's the challenge for the Dallas Mavericks and the Hawks to find guys whose spirit can elevate a locker room. Yeah, 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 folks. We've been spending time with with Michael Lee uh, in the Washington Post. We always appreciate catching up with him. It's been a minute. We got we up against it. We got to let you go. But quickly, thoughts on SI yesterday. 
a sad day, um, you know, among a lot of sad days for the industry. Um, and I obviously everyone in this business for the most part has some point wish they could have worked at Sports Illustrated or dreamed of working there, but definitely grew up reading it. Um, and, you know, and admiring the, the writers who, who were able to grace those pages. Um, I know myself, I'm, I, I was always a dream to, to be there or work there. Um, and it's just sad to see how they have, you know, basically dismantled that whole operation for the last five years. Um, I think it's important. And I, I, I think it's the thing that's, a, that's setting to me is that a lot of these corporations or, or entities that are buying these businesses are not led by creative people are not led by visionary builders of, of, of something they're, yeah. they're built by guys who made their success by destroying things. That's how they made their money. They got rich because they're they're They take advantage of other people's failures. So when you put those guys in positions of, 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 of um, operations that were built on dreamers and built on creatives, um, that clash is going to lead to failure. And that's what happened here. Um, the vi- they had no vision. They had nothing other than how can we make money off of this? And that's not what Sports Illustrated was about. I mean, I don't think anybody, I don't know how much money I ever spent on Sports Illustrated, but I know I know what it meant to hold the, that magazine in my hand and to read an amazing <laughs> article yeah. and, and know how my, you know, I was uplifted by what uh, I, I was reading. So I think that when you when you see a failure like that, it's all has to come down to the guys that are in control and the fact that they don't have a vision beyond how can I make money and how can I destroy this from within. And that's, that's, that's what's happened. You know, I wish that more creative people who had the wealth and had the vision would be able to take over some of these um, corporations and, and companies because you can see what happens when you have visionaries in charge and when you see what happens when you have people who just are just chasing money. When, you're, when your objective is just money and not actually trying to produce a good product, you end up with what happened with Sports Illustrated. All right, wow. listen, we, we got to go here, but thank you. Very, listen, that, that's a journalist talking. You, yeah. could, you could hear it in yeah, his man. voice. Yeah. Michael Lee, Washington Post, thank you as always for joining us, buddy. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Hey, for sure. Thanks for having me on, guys. There you go. Right, uh, we are. I tell you what, let's take a little time because this is, those of you of, of a certain age, this was a part of your upbringing. We'll talk about Sports Illustrated and exactly what we're alluding to here. If you don't know, uh, they had a massive amount of layoffs yesterday. And yeah. like all things of journalism, they're kind of. You know, going the way of the dodo. But we're going to talk about that next. Sam and Greg, Sports uh, 929 Game, 929Game.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Mother, there's too many of you to cry. Brother, 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 there's far too many of you die. You know we've got to find a way to bring some love here today. Yeah. Released on this date, 1971. What's going on, Marvin Gaye? Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 the Game. 929 the Game. He could have released it today. Well, yeah, you're right there. A lot of the same stuff, man. It's, it's amazing that that song, you listen to it and think about you know, it. You just drop it into today's time. and You know Yeah. I'm not trying to be a smart, you know what, but in a and kind of tag down to what you're saying. Today is Nikki Haley's birthday. Okay. Y'all yeah, put all that together, but yeah, happy birthday, Nikki Haley. She is uh, 52 years old today. She's, also, she's Quest up in what New Hampshire? Yeah, yeah, they're all up there right now. 
But uh, yeah, Questlove, he's 53 today. Happy okay. birthday to him. And turning 50 years old today, I just always think of the song when I say his name, Jalen Rose. Raylene wow. Rue, that <laughs> King Cole. Did you see the picture this week, though? Oh yes. Oh, you know I saw that. Yeah. And then you know I had it sent to me three times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they the were all fa- together. Fab Five were together, and they came together when Michigan was playing Ohio State. And yeah, that's the first time I've seen them all together. Somebody yeah. got to Chris and said, "Come on, man. Enough time has passed. Let's go. You know, put this behind you." But yeah, and I'm telling you, I've been in that Chrysler Arena. Remember I busted in that place and oh, yeah. Kyle and walked out on the M and went into Chrysler Arena and there's pictures of, you know, uh, the 89 team. Oh, Glenn Rice. Mm-hmm. All those guys. Uh, Ramil Robinson. Ramil Robinson. All of them. Got some pictures of Gerald Ford in there. Yeah. <laughs> no pictures of the Fab Five. Not a one. <laughs> like it didn't even happen. Anyway, uh, Sam and Greg, again, on this uh, this Saturday morning here, as we move into the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to talk to Gil Tyree. Uh, what, you call him Recruiting Gil? Or what was it? What's that? Re- recruiting Gil is the thing you when you sent me something that he was up oh, to. Oh, no, I said that I was recruiting folks for for this for this weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought he was up to something. But no, Gil Tyree, no, no. You, you know him if you've been in Atlanta for any part of time. Like Mr. Crenshaw did uh, local TV sports for but a number of years. he's up in Philadelphia, and boy, they had a lot to talk about up there this week. Yeah, they have. Ooh. Plus, he is following the game, so we're gonna we're gonna get to Gil here. Um, but let's take a second because you guys alluded you and Michael Lee when he was joining us about Sports Illustrated. You journalist, he a journalist. Um, me, I'm just waiting for the Sports Illustrated issue, like most guys. But this was you mean one the of those suit issue. Pardon me. You said the Sports Illustrated issue. Swimsuit issue. Swimsuit. That's how that's yeah. how confused I get. I, I just leave out the best part. <laughs> Did you see who's on? I don't know if it was last year's. I think they had a number of people, but I was looking through these covers, and 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 I know, you know, what we're looking for when we talk about the swimsuit issue. But you see what they did? Was it must be last? They put Martha Stewart on it. Remember that? Oh was she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Martha Stewart was yeah. on the cover. Yeah, mm, yeah. Okay. You know, well they came, they had several different covers. That's what I'm saying. Now, they did, they did a compared, number of them compared to in the past with the swimsuit issue, which this is traditionally the time of year when it would come out. It would come out like in the dead of winter. It was, was, was would be with a swimsuit that you would come out. But just the news yesterday about uh, it's about Sports Illustrated, and it's something that uh, you know grew up. It was in my house because my mom, the teacher, figured out it would get me to read. And pretty much the same thing in my house. You know what I mean? It didn't work when so she, much in my house. When she found out that I would read it, I got subscriptions to it way before any of my other friends. You know, and I and I and I, and I guess that. And they started using me by my friends to settle arguments. <laughs> you were that, dude. Been, well, you were that dude. Yeah, I was that. I was you that, were that guy, egg, man. You were that young egghead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to settle this argument. So, so who won that? Who won? You know, I'm like, and they weren't betting like folks now. They call you if they want you to help them settle a bet, right? right. Uh, but, but 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 it was because of, of Sports Illustrated, the, um, the, the, the 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 writing, the the stories. Um, and that was it, our it, posters on the wall. If you didn't have a poster, you, you cut out that. You go to the back and you can order your poster, your yeah, Sports Illustrated poster of your favorite player from your favorite team. I never thought to order a poster. I was just, you know, pull the, the cover off and I put it on my wall. Yeah, yeah. So. But that, but they um, just, just um, great part if you if you follow sports and you you like good sport uh, storytelling, uh, the photos of who was next, who who are these on the people to watch going right, through, right? You know what I mean? Um, it would just uh, be that thing and the photography. 
uh, was was you know incredible. You so know, let's talk about the first couple covers that you either you know ripped and made you know put on your wall if you did that or the ones that stay with you. Gosh, because I can tell you mine. Okay, I was they they redid when I was paying attention. They put the Ali picture from the Liston fight. Yeah, on the cover, where his arm was bent like that, that standing that was, over Sonny Liston. That was memorable. That I didn't get it when it first came out. Obviously, that was 1964 or 63, where the first one was. But now 64. But they they put that one out like in the 70s. They redid it. Then the other one was Dr. J with the Nets taking off to come to the NBA. Yeah, and had that big fro with that you know in that Nets picture. That one, that uh, the Ali one, and I'm trying to think if there was one more. Um, it might have been a Walter Payton cover, but those, those, the the, the Ali one and the, and the Dr. J one were on my wall early on. So. Two, two that I remember. Uh, one I remember was Secretariat. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that was great. The triple triple threat. Um, and one that I will always remember is one they did with Steve McNair when he was at Alcorn State. Um, just hand him the Heisman. The idea of saying that about a, a player from an HBCU, something that can't ha- something that can't happen. Mm-hmm. But just the idea that they would put that on there with, with him, he uh, he captivated um, the the nation from that small school down at Alcorn State, and uh, we're going to be the first round pick. And he you know he went to the Heisman uh, Trophy ceremony. Um, but um, just the idea that they would do that, I thought that was was pretty remarkable. Um, you know, obviously following tennis, some of the ones with, with Serena Williams have been pretty pretty I- iconic when she's had some great wins. And friends of mine's daughters had the picture of Brandy uh, Brandi Chastain, where she yeah. after she hit the goal, she's standing there. You know, I just also remember that commercial that she did. It might have been a promo for ESPN where Kevin Garnett. And one of his buddies are playing foosball, and she's joining them. And then she makes the goal, and they stop, and they're looking at her. And she's like, hey, and she starts celebrating, and then she goes, well, what's wrong? And Kevin Garnett looks at her and goes, what's up with the shirt? <laughs> I'll never forget that one. Yeah. Um, but her being on the cover, um, the Tiger one, when yep. he won, just iconic ones. Uh, again, but the early ones, I, did, I stopped doing it for a while. I'll tell you one that mesmerized me. I and it was I was it was during those years when I first started seeing the magazine and I didn't understand how this could happen didn't follow the sport then it was all around me cuz I was still living in Chicago but the picture of Bobby Orr horizontal after he scored that famous goal for the for the uh, Bruins yeah. and he dives forward but they captured that picture of him like level right in front of the go- in front of the net yeah I, how, how's he do that I just kept looking at that picture for the longest time going, how did that man do that? Yeah. Then you see the replay of it. But, yeah, just sports, just a part of your life. How, um, you know, did, was that the place you wanted to work growing up? I don't know if I wanted to, to work there, but you certainly admired the people that did. Um, and you thought it was just this ideal place. It's kind of like, for, for me, it was like I always say, my first trip to Atlanta Motor Speedway, and I got to meet Jim McKay. Well, Jim McKay was this guy that I thought had the greatest job in the world because he went around the world with a sporting event. I thought it was remarkable. Um, So watching him was one thing, and then reading this each week was just uh, growing up. Just one of the things that that you you didn't want to miss him, that one program that was like ESPN rolled up in one show uh, that 
each week, and there was no recording it. There was no, you know, mm-hmm. going back to watch it or whatnot. If you missed it on Saturday, you, you just missed it. You had to catch up next week. There's the famous picture of Don King standing behind Ali and Frazier, getting ready for the thriller in Manila. Yeah. That's one. And, and listen, I can't say it enough. When you think about what this man did, he promoted those last two Ali Frazier fights, but he was literally in jail for the first one. Yeah. And got out and became who he became enough to do what he did after that. And then, of course, he did Frazier Foreman. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Sports yeah. Illustrated. God bless y'all for being a part of my youth coming up. Noel, come in here real quick before we break. Is that anything that, that any of those things, uh, those, those covers, because I know you're younger than us, but with Sports Illustrated, something that you gravitated toward and wanted to get it or see what that cover was? Yeah, Sports Illustrated for it had me been played is out by those, the time you were following. No, not really played out. It's, it's one of those iconic sports things. Like when I was sitting in Houston and some, some random Dave and Busters watching Super Bowl 51, in that first half, my first thought was, oh my God, Robert Alford is going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated tomorrow morning. Oh my God, Robert Alford picking off Tom Brady and running into the end zone with Tom Brady's hands in his hands on the ground is going to be the cover of Sports Illustrated. Oh, my God, I'm going to buy it as soon as it happens. But what's the cover? No, it's Julian Edelman receiving (laughs) a ridiculous pass underneath his thigh to rip my heart out. So, yeah, Sports Illustrated is a a huge part of, I think, all of our sports world, no matter, like, how big or small. Like, I didn't have the subscription but my thing was always, if the Falcons ever win a Super Bowl, I am buying that book. That's just, that's always been my go-to Sports Illustrated thing. I'm wondering if, as we go to break here, and we know the, we know what it was and, and, and how special it was, is the picture of Whitney Houston singing the, the National Anthem on a Sports wow. Illustrated cover? Because that is, be it cover, should be, but, it, but it's probably in. It's, it was probably inside that picture. Of her in that jacket like yeah. that. I mean, that'd be. That's the picture you want. I mean, you talk about that Super Bowl. That. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving into the nine o'clock hour, we I'm, got I'm Gil. Afraid it may have been Scott Norwood, but but you know. <laughs> wide right. Uh, we got Gil. Gil's coming up in nine o'clock hour, yeah. and talking about today's matchups. It is Sam and Greg with Noel on the other side of the glass. Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game And take us with you on the Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 